when you decrease your stress response, your intuition, you can really hear that voice. So be in that space of, a, of being the observer of your life and what's going on. Sounds crazy, but it works. It really works. Welcome to Elias TV. Welcome to Elias TV. Hello, hello, and welcome to Outliers TV, a podcast about innovators changing our world. And today we have the incredible pleasure of speaking with Dr. Drayvon James. How are you? How are you? I am wonderful, George. How are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Um, you are officially my first uh, Zoom podcast, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're all adapting to this brave new world, and I can't wait to get into the thick of it with you and find out how you're doing and, and how much you want to be a contribution to everyone, which I know you are. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I usually start the show with a question, and I haven't done this one in a little bit, but uh, there's no right or wrong answers, whatever speaks to you. And the question is, why you, why now? Why me, why now? I love that question. So um, it's so funny. I have this humorous side of me. And the first, thing, <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind was a line uh, from an old movie, why not me? <laughs> but, but anyway, um, what I would say to me is, why, why me? Is because my voice will resonate with some people not with other people, someone else's voice will resonate. We're all here to reach somebody. So my voice will reach someone. And that's what this whole mission is about, service. And why now? Because if not now, when, right? When do we embrace change? When do we decide that no matter what's going on externally, as long as we have the internal processes in place, we're safe, we're fine, we're just okay, this Thing, everything external passes in time. So this is the perfect time for this message. And if you weren't in COVID-19, it'd still be the perfect time for this message because there's always something going on, isn't there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Great answer, by the way. And yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, Drivon, so you are the founder of The Everyday Peace. I want you to tell us a little bit about how you started and what your mission is with it. And okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. So I'll tell you about Everyday Peace. I started Everyday Peace because I wanted to help people get through really stressful parts in their life. If you know anything about my journey, my life has been very, very stressful. It's had some really low points in it. And in 2015, I had what I call the big three, health, wealth, and relationships. All three of mine were attacked. And I decided this may be happening to somebody else. How am I making it? So I started journaling it, writing about it, and I wanted to share with other people because I know we all go through things. So that's how it kind of started. I mean, that's the short of it. It really started many, many years ago, but that's when I really put it into high gear. And the message is it's very, very simple, and it will remain the same because I wholeheartedly believe in this, is that no matter what happens in your life, the good, the bad, the in-between, everything that is happening in your life is happening for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create the life of your dreams. Once you get that, 
And that's some getting. It takes some life learning and some practice and some guidance to really be able to embrace that. And that's what we do with Everyday Peace. Once you understand that, you'll face every challenge with a smile on your face, understanding that this too, this too is here to serve me. Yeah, beautifully said. And this too shall pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drayvon, so, you know, obviously, you know, I, we know that it, it, you, you do many things, you know, you, you, some of, some of your um, accolades are you're a pharmacist, you're an actress, you, uh, you're obviously a mom, a wife. Uh, which part of, of your vocation do you, are you connecting with the most these days? Wow. I think in the space that I live in now, I no longer compartmentalize my life. I used to do that. I used to keep everything and say, okay, this is where I am right now. But at this journey in my life, embracing peace and my definition of peace is peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So to say that I embrace one thing more than another, no, it's all in there. It all makes me, it all makes the journey. So my kids, I'm almost an empty nester. I have a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old going into his senior year. And, you know, once you're a mom, you're a mom for life. But it's definitely in a transitional phase. And that's great. Uh, I'm not mothering any less, but I'm mothering in a different way, mm -hmm. right? Which gives me more opportunity to embrace my passion of inspirational speaking and doing those things. But it's all, you know, I think I'm embracing everything. I really try to live in balance as much as possible. Yeah. I want to know, obviously, you know, we're going through um, the COVID-19 new life. And, um, and going back to what you said, which makes complete sense, and I'm in alignment with that, which is everything is in a way for us, you know, as an invitation for us to excel. How would you talk about that to the listeners out there that are experiencing, obviously, the, the stress from, from this pandemic? Yeah, it's really, a, I work in healthcare, as you know, I've been a pharmacist for 30 years. So I, I'm on the front lines of seeing the, the health issues and the loss and the tragedy. And, and, and as devastating as that can be, we also have the financial component of it. And then there's the fear component of what will life look like? Will we ever go back to quote unquote normal? And what I will tell everyone is this is a challenge to embrace most definitely. I, we would not be foolish to say that, hey, just you know, take it on the chin. This is a challenge. But the best way to go through any challenge, including this one, is as an observer. Mm -hmm. Watching, watching your responses to the things that you never thought you would experience. And this is coming from a person who's experienced homelessness. I've, you know, been hungry. I've been on the streets. I understand the fear of not knowing your next step. And it becomes more, and fear is an emotion, right? It's something that we're supposed to let pass through us. Let it pass as the observer. And how that, how that looks for us, what that looks like tangibly, is being able to say, I'm here, I'm present this is happening and this is how I feel. Staying aware, staying aware in that moment will help to reduce the stress response and increase your creativity. And that creativity is that little thing that says to you, you know, oh, I don't know, walk down the street and that's the street where you walk down and you find $30 or you, you know, you call this person and that person brightens your day. It, when you decrease your stress response, your intuition, you can really hear that voice. So be in that space of a of being the observer of your life and what's going on. 
Sounds crazy, but it works. It really works. I couldn't agree with you more. It's so wonderful, right? When we get to experience not being reactive in certain <sighs> situations. And I, uh, and of course, then I tell, I tell myself the story that I want that to be all of my situations, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's funny. The other day, I, I woke up and I, I always ride, but I've been riding a lot of bikes, uh, bike. Biking has been my savior because it just feels like I'm moving, you know? And, and it's funny, I, I went to get my bike and I had a flat tire and I just said, okay, well, let me just walk into the bike store. And I was listening to all these motivational speakers and I had my phone in my pocket. So the YouTube video was going from another video, from another video. So every time I would start a message, it would go to another author. And I, I surrendered to him. I'm like, you know what? The right one will be the one I have to listen to. And then finally, it was like the 10th one that this guy, Brian Scott, started speaking. And then he said, you know, it's not what happens to you. It's your reaction to what happens to you. And then he said, so suppose you woke up and you have a flat tire. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. I'm like, you see how perfect it was? It was just that. Just And then he said something that was so valuable to me in that moment which was how do you know that was in the universe guiding you out of an accident that you were supposed to have but because you had that flat tire now you're not biking this morning or riding your car or whatever you're doing something else so god what about that perspective is like all those things that we think we're missing out on that we're not doing because of covid time or whatever right in and this could be a time of growth of of, of personal creativity of spending time with our our kids or our parents that we never really do and and really does that make sense it makes so much sense and one thing you said which i really want to get on for our listeners is becoming the observer doesn't mean that you don't have what we call quote unquote bad behavior i really don't like the term bad to get to judging Start watching that too. Just, you know, don't restrict yourself. Just watch. And eventually you'll realize what responses benefit your journey and which responses don't. And that way you're conscious and say, you know, yeah, I felt this before. And the last time I felt this sense of anxiety or this uh, sense of loneliness or regret or disappointment, I behaved like this. And I remember that behavior not making me feel any better. In fact, it made me feel worse. I'm feeling the same thing. I've been down that street before. Let me try this response. That's what this does for us. It helps us to grow because growth only happens in the valley with the flat tire, right? When everything's running smoothly, there's no growth. We're not even conscious enough. We're just in la-la land and we're enjoying it, right? But growth happens when we have to take that moment and say, wow, this hurts. This doesn't feel so good. And when we become the observer, we slow down. And this is what COVID is making us do, right? Because we both Things aren't open like they used to be, so we're slowing down a bit, and that's great. And we start watching our behavior, start watching our responses, and we say, you know, this response coming from me in response to something that may be external hurts me more. Mm. Why do I keep wanting to hurt me more? We stop, you know, slow down with that cycle. Mm. And why do you think, um, and why do you think people hurt themselves i guess why why do you think that happens yeah you know i think we're conditioned to have a certain response you know somebody yells and then you know this is all ego right so someone yells at you and your ego gets into um defense mode like you know kill or be killed and we have right, to we have years, we have years of training of knowing yeah, to yell we've got to retrain. Of all, all 
all that stuff just comes up, right? I respect my, you don't talk to me that way. Right, and, and we don't even realize in the, in the moment that we're hurting ourselves, like we are participating in whatever's hurting us. Now, now we're becoming, you know, a partner with that thing until we really get in this place where we become the observer and we say, okay, this external thing happened and it hurt. And now in response to that, my ego kicked in. It tried to help. Ego, and I do this whole talk about the ego. The ego has the intellect of a two-year-old, so it can recognize that it doesn't like something. It can never solve the issue for you. So the ego kicks in and says, oh, we don't like that. Here's what we're going to do to solve it. And it's always something that causes you more pain. So you have to relax your ego and say, okay, yeah, I didn't like that. I, I don't like how that makes me feel, but I also don't like how that ego response makes me feel. So where can I go in between? What's another response I can try out besides and see if I like that? Mm, yeah, uh, you just made me think of how, you know, this extraordinary time has really been such a boot camp on empathy. Yeah. Because uh, we just don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm so hyper aware that I'm not in your shoes more than ever. And therefore there's freedom in not trying to make you wrong because I can't see it from, I'm, I'm, and I've always, you know, I think in, it's like textbook, right? Like we're not in anybody else's shoes, but now it's just, it feels more vivid, right? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it is that because now I'm so aware that that your life conditioning, right, we're so, because we're slowed down enough to see and to really observe and become aware. And now your life, your, your journey, mm -hmm. I'm not in that space. And so I, I don't stand as you know, self-proclaimed condemner of your ways or your actions. And I don't I, I release that judgment, which is so heavy. It's just another way to to inflict self-inflict pain on ourselves is to stand in the seat of judgment of everything instead of being in this place of allowing allowing and just being in this space where you know well that doesn't feel so good but this individual has a right to their expression right they have a right to that and being just being you know just this whole thing of allowing it it, it is one of the freest forms of, of self-love it's just to allow yeah yeah uh uh, Javon, um, I want to know how, walk us through how you work with people. How, tell, walk us through kind of how the dynamic of the everyday peace system, if you will, works. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the first thing is like, becoming... Javon, help me. Help me. <laughs> I want to be happy. So the first thing, you know, we, we work on, a, I call the, you know, just this wheel of life. We look at life and realize where, where you're experiencing your most, because most people, as you start off asking me about compartmentalized, most people have their life compartmentalized. And I work in three large compartments, health, wealth, and relationships. Mm -hmm. And the desire and the goal is to get balance in all three. We just started looking, doing like a life scan and realizing where are the points in your life when we talk about certain categories that you start to, you know, we do body scans in each category where you start to feel the stress come up. And, what's, and, and then just working from there, I said, okay, here's where we identified something that's there. How can we use whatever is there? And it's usually traumas. So we, we, none of us gets out of this life unscathed, right? There are going to be traumas and things that are happening. But realizing how to reframe that so that you can utilize the energy from that to help 
consciously create your next level of greatness. So we go in and we look at, you know, okay, here we're in your health category and what's there? Well, you know, do, is there anything there that's causing you stress or holding you back or, mm. you know, and then going to each category and just really digging it through there, developing some goals and some strategies to reach those goals. But first and very first, our, fundamentally is to understand what the blockages are. Where, where, how come you're not experiencing peace? Here? What can you not let go of? What are you still judging, either in yourself, first and foremost, or someone else? Yeah, Drayvon, do you are you a believer of? You know, I heard this today on another podcast that um, do you believe that disease is associated with um, kind of uh, with with any kind of rancor? that we have towards people, any kind of unforgiveness that we have? I do. I do. So dis-ease, like dis-ease in the body, right? right Imbalance right. in the body, right? And a lot of it, you know, we look now, right? Autoimmune diseases are on the rise, higher than they've ever oh, been before. Right. right? Autoimmune diseases are directly linked to, to stress, right? And stress is direct, directly linked to unforgiving and, and judging. This is how I thought it should be, mm. right? Okay. And getting in that should statement all the time. Instead of saying, you know, I love this expression. You hear the young people say all the time, it is what it is, right? And so when you get into that flow of it is what it is, you get to decide what it is. Stop deciding that what it is, is something that is going to attack you. Make a different decision because you get to be the creator of what it is. You you get to say, okay, that that's the event. Now I can give it all the meaning that it has. Right. You 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 are your own meaning making machine. So yeah, you have to yeah. decide what you want to make it mean. Yeah. Um, I I think that is so um, it, that is so pivotal right now because we uh we there's so much fear. You know, there's so much fear with everything that's happening. And I think that people are so hung up on, it's almost like things were always uncertain, but now we're really aware of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love to talk about this uncertainty because we, things have always been uncertain, right? Always. If you were to ask someone, even without COVID, what's going to happen tomorrow? We like to believe because the ego likes routine. It needs routine so that it can become what it believes to be the victor over, you know, to conquer everything. That's what it wants to do. So none of us could say with certainty that no one in our community is going to pass tomorrow. And this is absent COVID. No 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 one that we love is going to lose their job tomorrow. We could never say that with certainty. So we never really lived in certain times. COVID-19 is just reminding us of that, that this is the moment that we have, this very moment right here, not the minute, not the moment before or the moment after. It's this moment. And that, to me, could be the biggest gift that COVID-19 gives us, is this is the moment. The next moment doesn't matter. It only matters that we take care to love as intensely as possible in this moment. Yeah. And, and to kind of um, have that, you know, that self-forgiveness and self-acceptance because uh, it's just kind of recognizing that we've been hardwired to want security. And so we, we have to have a little compassion for the computer program programming that we've been installed 
on for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can only be safe in this moment, right? right? You can't be safe in the next moment. The moment that you're safe in is the moment that you're in. This is your most powerful moment. This is my most powerful moment. And together in this space, we are safe. It's when the mind wants to go to the next moment. Yeah. Right? So th that's, that's the thing that we have to train and to calm down and say, we're safe in this moment. Yeah. This is the moment that we're safe in. And we can, do, we can do some really great things in this moment to prepare for the next moment. But we're always doing it in the present moment. In the present moment, we're safe. The mind gets really, I think it was Eckhart Tolle who had something in his book that said, it really I always stuck with me. And it was, what in this moment is wrong? And the mind always wants to say, but you remember when I lost my job? That was yesterday, right? right. But what if I can't pay my bills? That's tomorrow. I've asked you, what in this moment? Yeah. And, I, and I have to do that exercise myself sometimes 20 times a day. And it brings me right back. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. In this moment, everything is fine. This moment, I'm fine. I'm really scared about the next moment, moment next 20 minutes in. And then I get to, I'm like, okay, this moment, I'm good. I'm still good. I'm still good. Right? <laughs> and before you know it, you, you're back in the bed going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so is it safe to say and to believe that this current pandemic came as just medicine in a way to kind of propel us to uh, our next stage of consciousness? For some, and that's going to be a choice that we can choose, right? Um, I wrote an article, article, Wait and See, and I talked about the rebirth. That that's what's going to happen for a lot of people in this time period because they're going to take that and they're going to say, this is, is, it, is there a bomb in Gilead? Yes, there is, right? So this is what came to heal the land. How it had to do it? Maybe we wouldn't have chosen this path. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have chosen this, right? But they're gonna, people are going to emerge, reborn, renewed, um, just a new perspective, right? And then there are others who are going to make a choice because we all get a choice to say, this was the moment that destroyed me. This was the pandemic that took everything. And make no mistake, the pandemic is taking from people. There are lives being lost. There are jobs being lost. There are relationships that cannot endure this type of stress. So things are being moved out of our life, but it's opening a door for new things to come in as well. Yeah, it's definitely putting everybody into where they're supposed to be in yeah. their lives in many, many different ways. Um, so I want to I want to hear a little bit more. Let's go back a little bit more to your. You know, you said I, I love. Um, it's it's so powerful yet it's simply effective, right? It's you talk about the three pillars being health, wealth, and relationships, right? When those three things are doing a okay, then we're good. But when there's a breakdown, it's almost like um, a table, and and those are your three legs. And when one of them falls, uh, we have we have. We have pain, you know, we have um, uh, an issue. As far as like, there's, I think there's some acceptance is, is it's very deeply rooted, uh, intertwined with this, right? Because we're always going to be at a certain health, um, at our certain shape of our health, right? Our wealth and our relationships, right? Like you could be single, but you have incredible relationships all around you, friends that love you, your parents, your kids, uh, as far as wealth, 
you might not have $30 million, but you have enough to eat and you have a great place. And hey, right now, no one's vacationing. So it doesn't even matter if you have that kind of money or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then as far as health, I mean, yeah, you know, you get older and there's a breakdown in, in, a, in whether it's an organ or a muscle and you take care of it and maybe you can't do those crazy hikes anymore, but hey, you're still kicking. So my, my point is there's always a, a level of, of acceptance that plays such an important part in this. What do you think? Absolutely. And you know, and I tell people in 2015, I lost my job. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and my marriage, I've been married for 20 years, just went haywire and got all kinds of cracks and everything in it. And I looked at this, the system that I was, the, the external system that I had there. And I thought, what is it? Where? Okay. So the health, wealth, and relationship, all three Mm-hmm. are badly bruised, right? And where is it that one draws strength from? How, how, you know, where, where, where does this come from? And the source is inside, right? You keep, in the source is gratitude. And you just hit the nail on the head is that you still look at those three areas and you find, I said, well, you know, one day I was, it's a real true story. I say it on my show all the time or every now and again, I woke up and just having, terrible pain in my legs and, you know, lost my job. My marriage was messed up really badly. And I thought, what do I have to be grateful of for this morning? And the first thing that popped in my mind is that you are blinking without assistance, right? You, you hitch your wagon to anything and you become grateful for it. And you watch as you start to rise and it's a beautiful thing. So this gratitude in all those categories, and I would, and I still do this. I have this process called active gratitude that I do with my clients, and I do it myself every day, where I wake up and I write the first three things that pop in my mind. And I become actively grateful for them, and I go through and say, okay, well, that's happening, but I'm so grateful that this is happening, and this is happening in that category. And you pick, you go through those categories, and you find something to be grateful for, and it switches the energy. It's transmutation of energy. It's just all energy. It switches it, and you soon find that you have more things to be grateful for in your health, in your wealth, and your relationships. Once you find one thing that you can hit your wagon to. Yeah, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I certainly subscribe to that. Um, just when you're in a state of gratitude, everything just starts to sort itself out. You, you kind of start vibing with the energy of the universe and you're not pedaling upstream anymore. Um, And, and, you know, whether it's something that you lost or, or a situation that's not going your way, when, when gratitude is present, it just loses that, that Velcro reaction. And it's, for me, it, it, uh, it tends to sort itself out. Yeah. And that, and that is not to say that we are talking about toxic positivity, not at all, because you, you have to be aware. We have to. We're not talking about stuffing emotions because you really have to be in the state of awareness. This is all self-love. And in a life's journey, you will experience every emotion, right? If you don't, then there are medical conditions, which people will say that you suffer from if you don't have all the whole beautiful range of emotions. So you'll have sadness, you'll be angry, you'll be disappointed. All those things will happen. But when you become aware of that and acknowledge that, and yes, it's okay to feel that. It is okay. It's healthy to feel those things. But you don't want to stay there. It's okay. okay. I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, I think feelings of peace and love and joy it's almost like 
they're over glamorized in the sense that we're, you know, when we're having a bad day or we're not feeling hundred percent, we're like, Oh, I have to get out of here so I can feel at peace. And what are your thoughts about it? Cause I, I mean, if we have all these emotions, they're meant to be experienced. We're not meant to bubble up jealousy and hate. And then all of a sudden it seems to me like when we do that, it explodes versus when we let it have its, its real estate in our human experience. Right. That's a beautiful question because we don't know what to do. No one really talks about what, what do we do with these emotions that feel really bad? Like nobody wants to feel heartbreak, right? You know, or disappointed or scared. And emotions actually just come to flow through us. They're not supposed to get trapped. What traps them is our mind, mm-hmm. right? Again, the ego kicks in and the ego wants to evaluate it. Our job is just to become aware that, oh, yeah, that sadness, I feel sad about that. Don't start adding a whole bunch of uh, judgment about it. Let the emotion come. Let it wash through you. On the heels of that emotion is another emotion. And they'll just keep washing through you until you get to one that's like, yeah, that's nice. That'll wash through you. They'll cycle. Become the observer of that. What gets them stuck is when we start judging the emotion. Oh, that sadness. I shouldn't feel sad or I have great reason to be sad. Either way, they both do the same thing. They participate. When you start in that judgment process, it starts punishing you. Mm-hmm. Just observe them. Yeah, that's sadness. That's regret. My goodness. On the heels of regret, another emotion's right behind it. If you will let it flow. If you will let it flow. Uh, Trayvon, what, what would you advise, um, all the, all the, all the people out there that are obviously going through that stress of, of being in this, in this new world in a way, what, what are some practical tips that maybe your, your top five <laughs> things that you would, that you would advise for people to do in order to, to, to navigate this, um, more peacefully and, and more enjoyably actually, because as we discuss there there there's beauty in this as well okay so the first thing and i'm glad you asked that because we all i I like tools and tips too and so as we're going through the day the first thing is how do you stay aware how do you stay in the present moment Mm -hmm. and what i love to do are quick body scans and i do them in the three categories i mentioned this already you know what am i feeling right now in in these a lot of times we are not really feeling, we're thinking we get it confused <laughs> because yeah. we want to get out of the head and into the body. So that's why I like to do the body scan. I'll just say to myself, oh, you know, my job situation. And I'll just look and see what, how the energy feels from the sole of my feet up through my calves, through my thighs, up my stomach, all the way up. And just see, what do I feel when I, when I mm-hmm. think about my job and, and wealth? And what do I feel when I think about relationships? And then when I feel something that doesn't feel good, doesn't feel, you know, it, it feels uncomfortable, yeah. I stop and become aware of that. And I honor that. Mm. So really get in that space of saying, you know what, Drayvon, it's okay to feel sad about that. Giving myself permission. We don't have to be Superman. We don't have to be Superwoman. It's okay to feel sad about that. Once you give yourself permission, it's almost like your insides turn around and say, thank you, and they let, they let it go. And so that's the number one thing number is one. doing those body scans. Number two, active gratitude. I've mentioned that already. In your categories, health, wealth, and relationship, find some three categories, three things. Find something in each one of those categories to express gratitude about. 
I think it's great if you write it down on a note card. That way I keep my note card with me all day long. So when a down mood comes, I pick up my car. I say, oh my gosh, automatically the brain is very repetitive. It'll go, start making me happy about that. Next, so very important, pay attention to how often you're holding your breath. Mm, breath. breath is life. Breath is energy. Breath is everything. When you're experiencing extreme sadness or, or extreme, you know, uncertainty, simple, and it doesn't matter how many counts I do, you know, this breath, inhale to the count of three, mm. you know, hold to the count of two, exhale to the count of three, inhale to the count of three, hold to the count of two, exhale to the count of three. Just again, pushing myself back into the body, getting out of the head where all that stress is. So those are some simple techniques that I teach and encourage people to do. I think that's about three or four. Self-care and self-awareness is 100%, 100% of what we can do to create, like, a, I don't know, 180 degree change in a matter of an hour, really. Self-care is getting into a space where you're in nature, maybe grounding, getting your feet on the, on the actual earth, makes a difference. If you can't do that and you're working in a busy area, just getting out and getting some air. Mm. Reminding oh. yourself that you love yourself. Just yeah. the way that you are. Don't force yourself to get any better. You don't need to get any better right now with all of the mistakes the world thinks you've made. Reminding yourself that you love you will do tremendous good for your emotional health. Got it. I love that. I was writing them down too. <laughs> These are really, really great. Um, do you meditate? I do. I do. Oh my gosh. What I is, uh, tell me about your practice. I've done everything. I, meditation to me is like vacation. So um, I do my version of breath work. Okay. So it's, it's at least 35 minutes every morning. I like it to be in the morning. It's very effective in the morning. I have a very busy, stressful day, so it helps me to really get in tune in my body. But if it's not in the morning, I'll do it in the evening too. But it is, um, and I'll share it with people because maybe it'll help them too. So it is a taking breath in um, with my mouth, expanding the belly all the way, and then pushing the air up into my chest. All this is all through the mouth, no nose breathing. And then slowly exhaling again through the mouth and just going through that cycle. And I do that for 35 minutes. When you start, people who say um, they can't get their mind to slow down when they're doing meditation, don't worry about that. Um, focus, when you do this type of meditation, you really start focusing on the breath. And before you know it, your whole body just surrenders. Your mind surrenders, it, and it thanks you afterwards. When I get up from that meditation, I feel like a new woman. Your mind just thanks you, because it really, i got to tell you this, a restless mind is not looking for something else to think about. It is not. It's looking for a place to rest, and it keeps wandering from this thought to that thought. So looking for a thought, just like a two-year-old when they're tired. You ever have a two-year-old, they just run around, they, they're a punch drum, they just can't stop. And they want someone to pick them up and you know, rub them on the back and say, hey, sit here with me for a minute. And before you know it, you rub them on their back, they're taking a little nap, and they're regenerating. That's what our mind is trying to get us to do. So when you have those restless thoughts, you can't stop your mind from from going from one thought to the other. The mind is begging you, I need a break. Can someone please parent me, love me, 
Meditation does that for the mind. I love that. That is so true. A restless mind is looking for a place to rest. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I do when I when my day I'm cutting my day short, I'm running out of time. I I do uh, the Calm app, and um, every yes. <laughs> it's really great. Every day there's a different one, yeah. and uh, you know it's guided. There's a waterfall in the yeah. back, so I think uh, it, it it's an amazing uh, training wheels for the people yeah. that are not you know. And you don't have to do 35 minutes. You know, five, yeah. You're right. Five minutes? Five minutes will just, oh my gosh. You'll, you'll start to crave it. You'll, you'll start to say, I need, I need two minutes. I need two minutes just to sit and be in the stillness. That's all meditation really is, is being in the stillness. So whether you breathe, whether you listen to guided, I love guided meditations. I do those brief things throughout the day. But sitting in the stillness is, mm, your whole soul thanks you for that. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, Drayvon, how can, how can we find you? You can find me at my website is www.dr. That's just dr. Drayvonjames.com. And Drayvon is D as in December, R A B as in victory, O in like November, www.drdrayvonjames.com. I'm on social media under the same name, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today. You are such a joy and you gave us so many great tips. I took a ton of notes. <laughs> so George, you're amazing. This is a great show. Thank you for and I'm so happy to be your first. <laughs> yeah, you are. Look at you. <laughs> you are, you are, you are. And before I let you go, I would love to acknowledge you. So on behalf of Outliers TV, myself and the world, I acknowledge you, Drayvon, for your heart and for your restless desire to help humanity and to truly be a contribution to all of us, to your family, to yourself. And I can hear it in your voice where your, um, our, our greatest health and wealth and, and love is your, in your highest regards. So thank you for that. Thank you. Okay. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. And again, thank you for being my first. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to meeting you again. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening in. And of course, we want to acknowledge you, the incredible listener. Don't forget to subscribe. Namaste.